Life Audio. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I'm excited to have Kim Shapira with us. Kim is a celebrity dietitian, nutritional therapist, and author with a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology from Tulane University and a Master's in Human Metabolism and in, in, uh, Clinical Nutrition from Boston University. Kim has spent over 25 years helping people lose weight and keep it off with a giant emphasis on keeping it off, both in her private Los Angeles practice in hospitals, sports clinics, addiction centers, and universities. Uh, When she's not helping her clients take back their relationship with food, she is a wife and mother of three children and three pups. Kim often appears as a guest expert for Yahoo, Just Jenny, Sky News, Vanity Fair, Pop Sugar, Podcasts, and we'll be happy to pop in and be a guest speaker for your book clubs. That's awesome. Yeah, welcome, Kim. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's the new year and a lot of our listeners have made New Year's resolutions on weight. What do you see as being kind of some of the underlying reasons why a lot of the best intentions don't make it past like month three or sometimes week three <laughs> or day three, or day three. Yeah, <laughs> something like I think that. it's we have very short term memories. I mean, can you even remember what you ate for lunch yesterday? That's a good question. I'd have to, I, I can't if I stop and think about it. <laughs> right. But we right. don't stop and think about it. And the truth sure. is, is that we do everything 47% the way we did the day before. Mm-hmm. And so we sleepwalk through most of our activities. And unless we're super intentional right. and we take action with that intention over yeah. and over, yeah. we're repeating our history. That's fascinating. So, and is that just because we're trying not to expend extra energy by, you know, changing things up or is that the psychology behind that? I don't think it's intentional that we're not trying to expand. I mean, expend, I mean, you're probably right. It's just easier. So if we think about, so yes, it's probably the science and I don't actually know the answer to that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that works. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because think about it. Our, our, whole body is trying to survive every single moment. And so our organs are just doing their thing without us telling it what to do. And our mind is thinking mm-hmm. in 
in like really just kind of surveying our surroundings based on what we see, smell, feel, hear, and are touching. Mm -hmm. And it's just easier to sleepwalk unless we're like struck with something new. Right. And so every time we're presented with food, if we're busy, mm-hmm. then we're just kind of just doing what we did unless That's we're crazy. so intentional, right. which is why yeah. journaling is important. Okay. So tell us a little bit about how people can create that intentionality in their lives so that we yeah. can set themselves up for success. Yeah. I think like an accountability partner, mm-hmm. right? Somebody who you can turn to and say, this is what I did. Yeah. So any sort of partnership is great. Um, even creating like a text chain with a friend saying mm-hmm. in a very supportive, loving way, because I think we automatically want to assume something negative or feel bad about it, but coming from a place of love is way better and right. more empowering. But I think, um, you know, creating an accountability partner through text mm-hmm. chains, through journaling, mm-hmm. hiring a professional to help and assist you. Yeah. I think, um, setting timers, Mm-hmm. on your phone yeah. is really important. I mean, I, I also tend to ignore some of my timers. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we just get used to them and then we ignore them. Sure. So right. I think changing it up often is also important. Yeah. Um, but I think, I honestly think having a goal and keeping track of how you are every single day aligned with that goal is very important. Mm-hmm. So yeah you know, we can rewire our main, our mind almost instantly with practice. Yeah. And so, um, like I use aromatherapy a lot and I love just being in the practice of every time I'm going to go onto my phone, I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to use aromatherapy, right? Like finding mm-hmm. ways that every time you're about to do something, yeah. you're creating a new habit and then okay. just, just doing it, right. Just yeah. practice right. doing it. Right. And if you forget to do it, uh-huh. go back to doing it. Right. And don't like, don't beat yourself up. up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah right. Cause we forget so quickly. Yeah. And so I've heard that it typically takes somewhere between 21 and 90 days to create a new habit for people, depending on the person. Is that typically what you find? Like if you stick with something for about that long, then now I think it could be faster. I do faster. think it could be faster. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think it like I think neuroscience actually says that we can change almost instantly, right? Uh-huh. And so it's just the reminder that we're practicing change, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, which so, is really important. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 does it feel confusing? Like, how do we? So, like, if we talk about gratitude or being grateful for something, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to now practice mm-hmm. gratitude, yeah, then. So the way it's so off topic, but the way you can explain this is that we have a little bit or a limited amount of glue in our mind for our our neurons and neurotransmitters. And when we practice a new habit, Mm -hmm. it kind of steals the glue from the old habit. And oh, okay, what you're saying? yeah. Yeah. And so it has to be like on repeat. And so I think that's why it's really important to probably set reminders and to have an accountability partner mm-hmm. bring you right back to, I was going to practice gratitude, mm-hmm. right? And I think the accountability partner has to be pretty strong to mm-hmm. remind you. Right. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Well, and you have a method. Uh, so your yeah. website, Kim Shapiro method um, to help people to create these new habits around food. Can you tell us what that, what that method looks like? 
Yeah. I want to, I, I think I want to give you a little bit of background just so you have some idea. Yeah. I've been in private practice for like 27 years. And so I see lots of clients originally, you know, will to lose weight, right? They mostly want to come, they want to lose weight. Right. And in originally when I started this practice, my very first client, I helped successfully um, put her on a diet and she lost 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. And awesome. I felt like a superhero, right? I'm like, sure, okay, yeah. we now like we fixed her cholesterol and her blood pressure. And now you're ready to go out in the world and like survive this. Mm -hmm. And then she said to me, I'm going to gain the weight back. And And she knew that she knew that. Wow. And I, you know, this was my first rodeo. I was 27 years old. And I, like I said, I felt like a superhero and Mm -hmm. this was not her first rodeo. Right. So what came to be is that she felt that when at this point, her husband wanted to be more intimate with her because of her weight loss and Mm -hmm. she had a history of, of abuse. And I didn't know this, Mm. um, going into putting her on this diet plan. Yeah. And so she was using her weight as kind of a shield. Yep. Yep. And Mm -hmm. so very early on in my practice, I realized I wasn't going to be able to help people maintain weight loss if I didn't understand the reasons why they were eating. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so that became actually more important than kale is healthy. Sure. Oh, of course. Of course. Right. Yeah. And so I had to really help my clients understand where their mind was Mm -hmm. so that they could get grounded and be present Mm -hmm. in their day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first thing before we even get into what I call the six simple rules would be to understanding where a person's mind is. Mm-hmm. And so one of the tools that I use with my clients is to ask them to repeat after me. And I say, where is your body? And then we say right here. And okay. then we say, where is your mind? And at this point we can actually go and find our mind. Mm-hmm. And my clients might say, my, my mind is on a conversation I had last week, or it's on what I'm going to eat next Thursday for dinner. It's not right here. Right. Uh-huh. And so then we repeat it. Where is my body? It's right here. Where is my mind? And we repeat it until their mind is actually in their body. Right. And once they're, yeah. And once they're actually here in this moment, their mind and body is in the same time zone, mm-hmm. then they can actually scan their body hmm. and figure out what they're actually feeling. And they can't actually move forward until they accept they are exactly where they are mm-hmm. Yeah. without judgment. Yeah. Right. And yeah. So, so it's a mindfulness technique. I mean, it's like the, uh, the it idea has to be be fully present so that you can actually tap in and get the wisdom that's inherently there. You just yeah. have to be able to access it. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because the, the reality as humans, we all experience between three and five emotional triggers in the first six years of our life. And when we go through something traumatizing, we develop new emotional triggers mm-hmm. that we then are working on and mastering for the rest of our life. And mm-hmm. we do master them and then we develop new ones, right? We couldn't have predicted 9-11, the yeah. pandemic, right? It all affected us differently, but it affected us. Right. And so everybody has their own triggers affecting them. And in my, the way that I like to, to think about it is food is fuel. Mm-hmm. It is providing us nutrition for our bodies. Mm-hmm. And when we think food is comfort or entertainment or joy or the enemy, Mm-hmm. We're usually irrational. It means we've been emotionally triggered. And so if that happens, our mind kind of jumps out of our body mm-hmm. to help us survive this moment and find something a little bit more pleasurable. 
Mm-hmm. And so if we talk about automatic behaviors or the way we did it yesterday, if I felt stressed mm-hmm. and I thought food was a good idea, mm-hmm. when I feel stressed today, my mind is going to say, guess what, Kim, food is a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really important for me to know that my mind is on what I'm stressed about right. and not in this moment. Right. And I shouldn't be eating unless I can actually identify I'm hungry in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Sure. So once somebody's recognized that, like, let's say now they, they feel like I'm just feeling stressed and I crave sugar because that makes me comforted. Even if you can make that connection, how do you get somebody to address the real root issue as opposed to reaching for the sugary treat? Yeah. So it's kind of like a reparenting tool, right? We have to be able to say, would I tell my children to eat when they feel stressed? Mm-hmm. Right. Or what would I, what advice would I give my best friend if mm-hmm. they were telling me they were stressed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then it's probably taking a deep breath, probably trusting that this is going to pass and that you're going to be okay. Right. Yeah. And yeah. what our mind needs to know at all times is that it's safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So letting your mind know, actually in this moment, I'm safe. I don't like this moment and this moment is tough, mm-hmm. but I'm safe. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things, if you're craving sugar, mm-hmm. if I say you can't have it, mm-hmm. that makes you very unsafe. To make it sure, yeah. So any type of restriction is totally unsafe. Mm-hmm. And so just uh, saying to yourself, "I'm stressed. I'm thinking about sugar. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, I'm thinking about. I'm going to put on hold. Mm-hmm. I can okay. come back to it. But yeah. I only eat when I'm physically hungry, mm-hmm. not it. because my chest is tight." Right. Yeah. So if you put that on hold for a few minutes, you're not saying no to yourself. You're just saying, I'm going to sit with this, this discomfort, and I'm going to process the emotion that comes up. Do you find that on the other end of that, a lot of people decide not to have the sugar after all? Yeah. So if we get into the six simple rules, the first rule is to eat when you're hungry. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, nobody's really hungry Mm -hmm. for a cookie. (laughs) True. Yes. Yeah. And so normal eating is sometimes eating a cookie, right? Or birthday cake or ice cream. That's normal. Right. But most of the time you're Mm -hmm. not hungry for that. And so there's, I mean, we're jumping ahead to talk about cravings even when you have to understand, but like, why are you craving this? Is this because you've already had some today or the day before Mm -hmm. and now you're having physical withdrawals? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And could you say to your mind, I'm not really hungry. I know it sounds like a good idea, but I'm not having it today. And what will happen, right? And generally, we won't remember that we were even thinking about that cookie. Mm-hmm. Because like I said before, we can't even remember what we ate yesterday. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So do you find that people need to substitute a different behavior or activity or something when that craving comes up? I think people jump to that conclusion that they should, and yeah. I don't want them to. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah. what alternative do you recommend? just kind of sitting. Yeah. And like what I, what I mean, and I think we're on the same page, but like, let's yeah. say somebody's craving a cookie mm-hmm. and then they recognize they're not hungry and then they substitute it for an orange. Right. Mm-hmm. So now they've rationalized that the orange is healthy. I see. They're also not physically hungry. And so right. anytime you eat and you're not hungry, I would argue that it's not healthy, even right. though it might have vitamin C. Sure. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So if you're saying I'm stressed, Mm-hmm. And now I want to find an activity that's going to be better suited for that. Absolutely. Sure. Right. But substituting 
Yeah. Something yeah. Else that also isn't solving the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially if you're in discomfort in your body and your mind is telling you there's like a shiny, pretty object outside of your mind that looks yeah. like an orange or, you know, a cookie, mm-hmm. then I would remember, like remind you, you want to bring your mind back to your body. We are. So you yeah. can feel the stress and say, this is okay. I can deal with this. I don't like it. Mm-hmm but I have everything I need inside of me to handle this moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. That makes sense. Over and over. So step one is eat when you're hungry. What's yeah. So it's a little bit longer than that. So it's eat okay. when you're hungry, take okay. your normal portion, uh-huh. yep. not the portion on the label or what the chef prepared, <laughs> right? Your normal portion, cut right. it in half, mm-hmm. and put that other half on hold mm-hmm. and wait 15 minutes to see if you need more food. Yeah. So there's a fail safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, and a lot of people become very fearful when I say eat half, mm-hmm. yeah. which is also, it's, I understand the fear, especially mm-hmm. if you've come from restriction, mm-hmm. yeah. but you need to be curious to see why you're even eating it. Is it because you're hungry or because it tastes good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And if you create that little bit of space, then that gives you the opportunity to tap in and recognize you got it. You got it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Rule number two Mm -hmm. is to eat what you love Mm -hmm. with a caveat that you have to eat the foods that love you back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Only when you're hungry, starting Mm -hmm. with half. Yep. That makes sense. So, and the foods that you love that also love you back. In other words, just, are there some things that, cause we're trying not to restrict. So what if somebody super craves potato chips, which are, yeah. which don't love you back? Yes. <laughs> Does that mean maybe they do ever? love them back. Maybe oh, okay. they're not, you know, like I think a dietary pattern, the yeah. sum total of everything you're eating is far more important than having potato chips mm-hmm. occasionally. Right. Right. Yep. And so, um, having a diet that's well-rounded and your body doesn't have any inflammatory signs Mm -hmm. means that chips are going to be like a non-issue in your day. Mm -hmm. But if you're somebody who has headaches, runny nose, clearing your throat, heartburn, bloating, nausea, any digestive distress, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, itchiness, psoriasis, eczema, and, and joint pain, right? Any of these, right. Then, as I'm clearing my throat, then we have the question, excuse me, does the food love you back? Sure. And so, you know, some people can't tolerate potatoes. Some people can't tolerate the oils in the potato chips. And so it's not just the potato chip. There's so much involved. Right. But when somebody is also saying, I should eat that, I shouldn't eat that, I can't, or it's healthy or unhealthy, then we're actually dealing with a whole bunch of emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. And this rule really teaches you to trust that food is food mm-hmm. and yep. that dessert is food mm-hmm. and that pasta is food and a yeah. banana is food. Right. And if you start seeing everything as food, mm-hmm. then you actually can move into the direction of how does that banana make me feel? Right. Mm-hmm. right. Not sensationalizing anything. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what's next? Rule number three is to eat without distractions. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we eat because the food is in front of us Mm -hmm. and we tend to do that 30% more than if it wasn't in front of us. Mm -hmm. We tend to eat because of emotional reasons, Mm -hmm. because we're craving something Mm -hmm. and for hunger. And so I try and teach my clients just to eat for hunger. 
Mm-hmm. Got it. Yep. Yeah. And so if you're distracted, then you're not able to check in and recognize that you're reading for the right reasons. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And you're also probably not satisfied that way too, right? Like, definitely not satisfied. Eating. Yeah. 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 I mean, we tend to eat three to five times a day. We have 21 meals a week. And, you know, as I keep repeating, we don't remember them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we, I know a lot of people who can't wait to get on the couch with a bag of pretzels and mm-hmm. just chill out for the day. Yeah. And so I would urge them just to take those pretzels to the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And what they're going to find is that's really boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though they love right. the pretzels. And right. so then why are you yeah. actually eating it? Right. Yeah. That yeah. Sense. And it's more of an opportunity to figure out like, what is it you really need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So rule number four mm-hmm. is 10,000 steps every single day. Good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. average American gets about 3,000. Is that right? Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the real goal is Mm 7,000 and that decreases your risk of almost every disease and sudden death by 50%. But what I have found is that if you get 10,000 steps, this helps you maintain your weight for the Mm -hmm. rest of your life. Yeah. So although we need 7,000, I really think we need 10. Mm -hmm. Yep. And always shoot higher than the lower, the lowest bottom rung, of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're somebody who really is averaging 3000 and 10,000 feels like tremendous, then really just work on progress Mm -hmm. and adding a little bit more every day. You don't have to be perfect, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but keep adding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then rule number five is eight cups of water every single day. Right. And this is how we naturally detox every one of our cells and organs. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I call it the secret sauce because if we don't drink enough water, we can't actually lose weight or keep our weight off. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. then the last rule is sleep, seven hours of sleep, which the recommendations are between seven and nine, but mm-hmm. the average American gets six and a half and mm-hmm. we can't lose weight and keep our weight off if we don't get sleep. Inverse relationship between BMI and hours of sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. That is absolutely huge. And so that's it. That's what you need in order to get healthy and stay healthy. Really set yourself up for success. That's great. Yeah. So, and let's go back to that story of the client where you have them finally with their mind and their body in the same space and they begin to scan and say, what is it that I'm feeling right now? Is the idea mostly tapping into the emotion and recognizing what's going on? Or is it to say like, I have aches and pains or what do they do next? Like how, how do you actually guide them through that process? Yeah. So I think honestly, the goal would be to accept, Mm -hmm. right? So if we ignore what we're feeling, we're not going to be successful. And so of course, I, I mean, I, I do think it is to know I'm feeling my chest is tight, you know, I'm having joint pain or I'm worried about the world, whatever it is that they're feeling. Right. Um, And then I, what I would recommend, let's say that they're stressed, is to dedicate time in their day mm-hmm. to getting help to relieve whatever is going on with the stress instead of constantly ignoring it and their mind jumping out of their body to like have some sort of pleasurable sure. moment. Right. Um, but really understanding what hunger feels like, mm-hmm. that it's not painful that it's not scary, that it is a message that your body is giving you that it's time to refuel, just like having to pee. 
right? right? Nobody wakes up in the morning and thinks, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to pee six times today. And I'm freaking out. <laughs> I don't know where the toilets are. And like, what if I don't make it? Sure. Right. Like every day we have to pee six or yeah. seven times and none of us worry about it. And so right. if we start recognizing that there's food everywhere mm-hmm. and that we can get food mm-hmm. and we don't actually need to be stressed about under eating. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, you know, like really trusting that process of I can eat again without restriction. Yeah. And also trusting food in general. I think there's a lot of confusion mm-hmm. over what sure. to eat. Right. And I think it's much simpler than it needs to be. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. What's your opinion of like the Wagobi Ozempic trend? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, because I think it's a life raft for many people. Mm-hmm. I am totally terrified that people are going to get off the medication and not know how to sustain it. Mm-hmm. So I think that metabolic syndrome, syndrome X is the most important focus for what we should be focusing on as far as our health. Mm-hmm. So metabolic syndrome is when a person is overweight, mm-hmm. it causes, you will see a spike in their blood sugar. Mm-hmm. their blood pressure, their cholesterol, and their triglycerides. Mm-hmm. And when they lose weight, all four of those problems go away, which mm-hmm. tells us that this is a weight-related and diet-related disease mm-hmm. that we can turn around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what you're finding on these semi-glutides is that people are getting off their medications. They're eradicating diseases, mm-hmm. which are diet and nutrition-related. So this is fantastic, but if they're not paying attention and they're still confused by nutrition, we have a major problem, right? You're just going to bounce right back to where you were just like with massive weight loss uh, in most cases with the experience. Yeah. Yes. So I think the focus needs to be like, there needs to be a very strong focus on sustainability and people need to stop focusing on fads. Mm-hmm. And focus yeah. on what does our human body need and require yeah. to be healthy. And you can't argue with mm-hmm. what it needs. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. So what have I not asked you that you would like to make sure you leave with our audience? I would say that I hope everybody knows that it's easier than they think mm-hmm. and they can handle, they can do the hard things. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. Where can people go who want to learn more about you? They can find me everywhere at Kim Shapira Method. So Pinterest, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, all the places. And then my website is kimshapiramethod.com. And I have a book. This is what you're really hungry for that hopefully will give people lots more insight and uh, group sessions and individual counseling and a masterclass out. Oh, very cool. Yeah, lots of things. Yeah. So I will link to your website and your book in the show notes. And thank you so much for this. This has been really encouraging. I appreciate your time. Great. Thank you for having me. So fun. Are you looking for a holistically minded healthcare practitioner who truly treats root cause rather than symptom suppression? 
Unfortunately, even in the alternative healing professions, this isn't a given. That's why I've created wholehealthdoctor.com, a resource to help connect patients to healthcare practitioners in their area who share a root cause philosophy. Alternatively, most of the practitioners listed also practice telehealth. So if there isn't anyone local to you, you can still find a great practitioner to help you regain optimal health. Go to wholehealthdoctor.com. That's whole healthdr.com, type in your location or adjust the specialty that you're looking for and find the practitioner who's right for you. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus, so ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.